0: you're listening to a podcast from the media motel coming up this week in episode 506 i spy for the fbi spooks tracking troublesome musicians 200 years of the guardian and 125 years of the daily mail and the big rush to substack is it fool's gold that's all coming up after new music and sanctuary
1: The very best in earwormy 80s synth pop. They produced Mm. a run of four great singles in 1979 and 80. This was the last of those with the splendid Jane Kennaway guesting on uh, Mm. vocals. Number 31 in the UK in 1980, New Music and Sanctuary.
0: Yeah, that, like you say, very, very evil. I mean, it got to the point where I'd realised I'd listened to it for the fourth time in a row and I really ought to try and turn it off. It's, it's uh, great stuff. I, they, I wasn't that familiar with them, but I did know that song. It's, it's a great hit.
1: Well, hello. Thank you for your attention. It's the Parish Council episode 506. Mm. I'm, I'm Terence Stackham and well, we better check. Has she been reshuffled? It's Juliet <laughs> Harris.
0: Um, do you know what? It order to be reshuffled, I would have had to have been somewhere in the first place, oh, wouldn't I? And yes, uh, I, I, well, I continue I to uh, I continue to bide my time and wait for my moment. My my time to shine is not yet, but you know, surely it will be here one day, Terence. Hello, everyone.
1: It's just a matter of time. Mm. Um, now now and then, the Federal Bureau of Investigation, the FBI, they release some of their archive on well-known people, maybe politicians, sports mm. people, musicians. Last month, uh, April, 2021, they released their slim file, 10 pages on Kurt Cobain, 27 mm. years after he died. And, to summarise, they leave open the possibility for conspiracy theorists uh, that the legal outcome that he took his own life was, and I quote, a rush to judgment, and mm. that then, end of quote. And there just may be some further questions to ask, all somewhat intriguing. But Cobain joins a bizarre list of American musicians who were the. Subject of FBI interest in, in the 1960s in particular uh, the, member, the members of the the monkeys were checked out mm. um, for allegedly adding anti-American slogans into their TV shows with subliminal messages <laughs> which absolutely bizarre. Uh, Robin Gibb of the Bee Gees he, he was on their files because a threatening telegram he sent to his then wife during their divorce um, it's very mysterious doesn't say what it is J- John Denver um it, In the late 70s, because death threats had been made against him and famously, of course, the FBI showed a great interest in John Lennon and Yoko um, Mm. Ono, John and Yoko's opposition to Nixon and the the Mm. war in Vietnam and the INS, the Immigration and Naturalization Service were obsessed with getting Lennon out of America. And now it seems, Jules, that uh, the the red red wine popsters and reggae impersonators <laughs> UB40 were also under state surveillance over here in the UK.
0: Well, this is this is such a bizarre story, isn't it? Although hilariously, now there are two UB40s, thanks to a falling out <laughs> between them. Presumably, they would have to split their time. Which which one? Which one is the bad one, and which one is the good one? Are they going to have a fight in a tower I don't know how they deal with it, frankly. <laughs> I do love the fact that UB40 split to the point where. Uh, the, the Corbyn era label were mocked for their big musical acts to play at their things being people like UB40 and uh, UB40 then revealed during the Labour leadership contest of 2016 that both factions of UB40 backed different candidates so, uh, so UB40 have been unbelievably busy in the political arena but yeah apparently according to, to them they were uh, Jimmy Brown their drummer told us last week that MI5 were tapping their phones and watching their houses um, who, maybe they took red red wine a little bit literally this piece from the nme by mark Beaumont suggests that they also may have been trading simply reds the communards and anyone buying christopher's blatant tribute to the chinese red army's only female general the lady in red um it's it's very strange this isn't it it would seem that that the um the fbi's i mean there seems to be a sort of a, 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 a sort of a literality that you know anybody it, it, who, you know, expresses any kind of view is seen as subversive and anyone that is different is seen as a subversive. I mean, the FBI were were following people like Duke Ellington, and King Cole. You'd think that Nat King Cole was the, I mean, now he's the epitome of the establishment, isn't he? He's very, seen as one of the yeah, least threatening jazz grief. people. Mm. And, uh, and uh, you know, Duke Ellington was monitored for 40 years up until his death. <laughs> Drawn. for allegedly advocating communist or anti-war groups. Uh, this may shock shock you, as they say on the internet, this may, this may shock you, Terrence, that many FBI targets have been black.
1: From I was just Jimmy thinking, Henry's what's the common thread here? <laughs> <Yeah>. Yes.
0: <laughs> what unites you know, Duke Eddington and Nat King Cole, the Jimi yeah. Hendrix experience, Tupac, Biggie Smalls, Easy In, the Wu-Tang Clan i don't think you need me yeah. to fill in this indeed no. um, the um the you know it's it's really strange it's uh, apparently um in preparation this is my favorite thing i think uh, the FBI as well as spying on you know everybody that was a bit different, they tried to bring people into their big tent to help them spy. Who would you approach in the nineteen sixties era to try and to try and get you the goss on all of the big all of the big you know which which pop acts do you think would be well placed to do that?
1: Well, the the only um, memory that comes to mind is I I seem to remember Elvis um, being given a sheriff's badge by well, Nixon it, or somebody.
0: Well, quite no, it, it, it's it's although some might argue, I mean, I say some very stretchy people might argue that this chap is the English Elvis <laughs> Adam Faith was allegedly no. approached, I know was approached, like Shaky is the Welsh Elvis, um, uh, Adam Faith the English Elvis was approached allegedly by MI6 Um, and oh, apparently geez. according to, to it, to give it the lowdown
1: like, on the shadows, and
0: exactly Yes. Well, they, know, called the shadows, they're clearly dangerous aren't they, Um, dangerous. if we're going to take that overly literal sort of approach, I mean just, there's so much of this stuff out there There's a podcast by Pat Radden for the New Yorker, which recently investigated whether the CIA set out to undermine the Soviet Union by writing the Scorpions Wind of Change. I mean, it's it's it's. It's very strange, isn't it? Really, um, and that there's and th- this article goes on to feed in, this into the idea of trying to of, of trying to sort of cut off anti-establishment areas at the at the court at the source by this cut, cuts to arts funding, and and you know a sort of is this all working together to sort of end free thinking? I don't know. It would seem yeah. that the FBI have always been up to this kind of junk, mm. and the secret services have always been, you know. It's, was somewhat over literal in how and what they've been frightened of it is i mean having said that maybe there is a, a more sinister dimension is it easy to laugh at the fact that the fbi thought that the key to ending the cold war was to try and get adam faith to tell them things i mean that is that is funny isn't it but having said that it does make you there's a nastier side to it i mm. wonder if in 15 years time we'll be talking and thinking about the fact that all grime artists had their phones tapped mm. it's yeah i don't like the patterns that have emerged from that very much well, Having said that, you know, UB40, I, I don't know. There, there's some very strange, strange offshoots in this, but maybe it is pointing at something a bit more worrying.
1: I think this has made a good story for Jimmy Brown of the of the uh, UB40 yes. uh, reggae um, doppelgangers um, yes. to sort of dine out on. But That's well, a very yes, smart you,
0: way of putting it.
1: You gave that quote, you know, that MI5 were, a quote, tapping our phones and watching our houses. It seems like a stretch of resources, quite a stretch of resources of MI5 in the 1980s, in the middle of the Cold War. Well, it and does, to,
2: but, to think yeah, that they does.
1: may have given up following Russian agents and Soviet spies to listen into the... Campbell brothers discuss, discussing new reggae tracks to exploit, you know, it is pushing the boundaries of credibility. Well, maybe,
0: yeah. maybe. I mean, I, I have to admit that, that UB40, I, I'm not sure they're that trustworthy. They don't. <laughs> they strike me as having quite a lot of drama around them. So, yes, So I do. don't know.
1: I just can't imagine Mrs. Thatcher insisting that Willie Whitelaw keeps her informed of any twelve inch single remixes of one in ten. <laughs> I mean I mean you know I, sh-
0: I mean they were criminal, let's face it. But um but yeah, I, I think <laughs> it's uh, apologies to all of the many UB forty oh. fans out there. I used to work in an office with UB forty fans. It was really strange. We were talking once and they, and everyone was sort of saying, Oh, you know, these I can remember a man and two women both all saying to me in conversation, Oh, Labour of Love by UB Forty, such oh. a great album. Why are you so dismissed? And I said, you know, it's, it's why I have sugar in my tea rather than sweeteners. You know, if I want reggae, I'll listen yes. to reggae. I won't listen to, you know, to synthetic versions of it. So I don't know. Not that I'm any good at reggae, and, you know, I'm not in the best position, but I'm aware I'm not good at reggae, so I don't make reggae records.
1: Mm. Well, I think it helps with the branding of musicians um, as a little dangerous, you know, anti-establishment, the whole renegade thing. If Mm. they can embellish their history with the notion that the government were out to get them, you know, I thought the law and the law ones.
0: Yes, I suppose. Although I do think... Yes, I think for some bands it is very much a bandwagon that they jump on to make themselves look dangerous. Having said that, the stories of the jazz musicians being followed not, and not and and you know and the mm-hmm. the hip hop people being followed, don't exactly fill me with confidence. I could if I was a young grime artist, I'm not sure I'd I'd be I'm I'm not sure I'd be that you know relaxed about what was going on. I think that behind the kind of the silly smoke screen of the of you know the ub40's and Adam face of this world, I do think there were some more dangerous things. Happening, and I'd be surprised if they weren't still happening. I I I agree with you that yes, I I suspect that Mrs. Thatcher wasn't briefed daily about U. B. Forty. I I do I do suspect that's not how the results were used. Having said that, it's not just about Mrs. Thatcher, is it? You know, the, the Secret Service was and still is an enormous undertaking that involves a lot of intelligence being gathered all the time. It wouldn't surprise me if you know. It wouldn't surprise me if if the, if, if there was a bit of intelligence gathering going around because I, I'm more. I'd be more. I'd be less surprised if it involved Red Wedge. Surely, if you were going to be following things in the 80s politically mm. that were sort of frightening you, Red Wedge might be more of a. I don't know if UB40 were involved in Red Wedge. I don't know. I mean, they don't seem cool enough to me, which is maybe why they're trying to tell people they no, were. Spied. I remember Paul Weller, Billy Bragg, people like that. I can't
1: remember yeah. UB40 being in it. No, but I, I could be wrong. Yeah the, red, yeah, the
0: Red, yeah, the Redskins were involved, I think. But um, but yeah, so so I do think that there probably are some dodgy things that happen. However, I'm not convinced they happened to UB40 like you. And um, who knows? May, maybe maybe we lost the war on terror when Adam Faith died. that was a moment wasn't it that
1: was a moment in history pivotal moment coming right up 200 years of the guardian and 125 years of the daily mail
0: which is best there's only one way to find out
1: have they got so much to celebrate that's right (laughs) after samper the great
3: I'm out of shame Been passive, Trying to fit the circle Cause I don't know how to act Half of y'all was steady Insecure Don't try to backflip Just because the seasoning And flow's already active Only four years Fantastic Young veteran New classic Nah, I knock the walls off I'm still AD Never forget it It's life after death Roll the credits See Jamaica, Miley Spirit with the baby back design, that's in nature Africa, the new America I hope I own this permanent And this I put my pen in it Got my land and my permit with it Bone on my bone Flesh of my flesh Weightless in me You can make me feel less Less hold I'm not impressed Smoke on my for like an empress. Wait, say I'm in, in all states I'm in. I might find a form in my melanin. Wait, say I'm in, in all states I'm in. I might find a form in my melanin. Wait, say I'm in, in all states I'm in. I might find a form in my melanin. Wait, say I'm in, in all states I'm in. I might find a form in my melanin. the to yeah. never eat. I'm tripping DNA seeds like I'm born great. I be mad two G's. The world in it. First war I dated. No mentor on my, it was assassinated. We've been here. We call it, it. Trying to finish what they started and we made it. Wait, state I'm in. In all states I'm in. I might find a form in my melanin. wait, state I'm in. In all states I'm in. I might find a form
0: It's one of those songs that makes me walk a foot taller every time I hear it. I love the loop sample. I find it so sort of that word hype i find it a real hype track i re i really love it it's been all over six music for ages is where i first heard it i think and i i love her her rapping and her flow i think she's brilliant and my apologies to Terence, who had a, yes. a, a, a an unusual text message from me this morning explaining the bits that he needed to take out thank you as always for getting your big scissors Um, yes. you can find an scissored version of that elsewhere but um that that is uh, not that there was that much scissoring but still i think that's i find that really inspiring and i know that i'm getting old turns because i think oh isn't it good that young women have that meaning that i am yeah. no longer a young woman but no i think that is fab that is a sample of the great and final
1: form yeah i really liked it quite she, she's apparently quite well known in australia where she lives mm. and she graduated over there i believe but uh um, yet to break through in Europe or America and it'll be interesting, interesting
0: to see well the fact she's been playlisted on 6 which mm. as much as I love it is more commercial than it's ever been makes me think that she's probably likely to have some, some and this is why you know she's the sort of person you book for a lower stage at Glastonbury isn't yeah. she that you probably would make it onto TV for a couple of tracks and that would that would pump her up so hopefully you know that the key to artists being able to make a success of things again is is that infrastructure eventually coming back in some form or another maybe a final form do you see what i did there
1: oh i do indeed okay. uh, currently uh, here in the uk the guardian newspaper is commemorating 200 years of existence, the Daily Mail 125, and both are publishing past editions covering matters of great news and interest from their past, like the death of Queen Victoria, the two world wars, Rise Mm. of the Beatles, Moon Landing, so on. Uh, The Guardian must have left a door open because Alan Rusbridger has popped up with a finely spun yarn about his uh, leadership regarding turning the Guardian digital uh, this mm. week with very little reference to any pickards bells wells and others who led him along and he also well, credits, credits the guardian in surviving without a sugar daddy with big pockets in an article this week perhaps forgetting momentarily <laughs> that both the guardian and the observer are backed by the scott trust to the tune do... of one billion pounds
0: and also are up to their rivals in debt
1: aren't yes. they well yes the when when he left them left the editorship they certainly were um mm. the the, obs- the the mail um, mm. has also been looking back at key events in its past, but disappointingly, it's colorized all of the reprints, mm, and that's, that's kind strange. of robbed any sense of authenticity. Um, but uh, one thing looking back at old editions of both newspapers reminded me, Jules, is what great writers both these newspapers used to have
0: yes i think that's probably true isn't it and i that's very interesting the daily mail and, and actually that kind of weirdly that fits for me because the daily mail has been has been one of the voices at the forefront of you know broken britain everything mm. is ruined let's go back to let's do brexit let's make britain great again yeah, yeah I, I never am convinced by the daily mail's patriotism i think it's as synthetic as nigel farage's is and therefore it doesn't altogether surprise me that they've colorized black and white pictures <laughs> that 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 fits in with me to their their brand which is so authentic that it's in fact not authentic at all yes i i agree with you there have been some there has been some great, particularly the Guardian, or obviously regular listeners and you will be not surprised to hear that I'm far more au fait with Guardian history than I am with uh, with with uh, you know the with male, the, yeah. the the Mail. But having said that, you're right in that you know some of you know some of the greatest writers in the Guardian are no longer there. I mean, some recent departures. I was very very sorry to hear of the death of Deborah Raw. As you can imagine, she she has I think really left a hole. She she had a way, just a way of 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 being able to get to the heart of matters, you know, in an encouraging and enlightening way, I think. Um, I, I, I have to say i will I, I never mind about going in mourning for for members of the royal family when nancy bank smith yes. passes away i will be i will be not leaving the house for a couple of weeks and actually an unexpected treat of very early lockdown um nancy bank smith one of the greatest writers on anything ever i think i think the modern day nancy bank smith is marina hyde so they still yeah. they still have a great writer in her but um but her lovely just the way that she she wrote about TV she, and then 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 she wrote about the archers once a month. And I think she's in her 90s now, She said in a recent piece. She said, I don't recommend. Uh, she said, I'm in my 90s. I don't recommend it. Uh, you fall down in public places and people make unkind comments, which is the best summation of being in your 90s I've ever heard. But
1: well, she's been with me. I used to read The Guardian, sorry mm. to, to yeah. interrupt, when I was younger than you. And, you know, she was writing yes. for it back then. So she's been um, with me, if you like, all, all the time that I've read yeah. The Guardian, which Absolutely. is, a, you know, a long time. We're talking a very 14, long time. 15, Absolutely.
0: And she. And and the thing is, is that. So and I was thinking early on in lockdown. You know, I like lots of people early on in lockdown, I wasn't having the greatest of times. And it was just the biggest treat that all of a sudden from nowhere having not written for the Guardian for some time and to be honest I I wondered if she had died or was very ill because she wasn't around she just posted two posted two lovely pieces from her talking about being evacuated to a girls school from her oh, parents her. pub during the war and it involved a pork pie falling down a hill if I remember correctly and it is bouncing away to freedom and it was just so nice to have her back and she's struck me as being much like a very grand classic car in that you 're not going to get many miles out of it now, but it is still more more fabulous looking and still attracts more attention and more delight than any any other car parked in that road and that 's how I feel about nancy Banks Smith and, and it, you know it maybe writers become greats because they're greats over a great, over, over a sort of a vast period of time. Like you say, Nancy, you know, has been a great for 40 or 50 years. I I thought it was very telling and sorry to switch back to another medium, but, and sorry, once again to bang on about the Fortunately podcast, but I had a very good episode where Julian Reynolds, the radio critic, mm. appeared. And I can't believe, A, that, that she asked this, B, that she answered this and C, that they left it in. But Fee Glover said... Do you think Jane Garvey is a great Uh, of radio broadcasting? And she said, and uh, Reynolds said, not yet. And I think there's a lot to be said. I mean, actually, I think she is. And I think this new venture of hers is making her great. But um, I think that that maybe writers become, newspaper writers particularly become great because they prove their skills over a long period of time. And that's why I think that Marina Hyde is a modern great in the sense that she man- the output that she produces over different topics per week makes her like Nancy Banks-Smith, I think. Her style of humour is slightly different. But... They see everything. I still think newspaper writing is. I I love great columnists in newspapers. I yeah, love their ability exactly. to see it all as it is. I love Catelyn Moran and the great writers. They can write about anything, and I and I just love reading them. Like you say, there are less of those voices now at the Guardian than there once were. Who knows if the death of newspapers will mean the death of that type of writer, which is I think different to being a blogger. I don't know, but um, I I would be sorry if that was lost really because. I do. I do still see it as a treat to see what these people think about week on week.
1: I've just jotted, jotted down when you mentioned Nancy Banksmith. Mm. It just reminded me um, at the Guardian, Michael Billington, Michael mm. White, Frank yes. Keating on sport, and at the Mail over over the last you know maybe thirty forty years, mm. a, Craig Brown, Roger Lewis, Martin well, Samuel still Craig there. Craig Brown
0: was was yeah. the Mail. Oh, fair yeah. play, yeah.
1: Martin Samuel still there. Keith Waterhouse and Ian Woldridge on sport as well. Mm. Great writer. Yeah, the, the change to digital with the arrival of the Internet, I think, showed a remarkable contrast between The Guardian and mm. The Daily Mail. The Guardian yes. made the bizarre, in hindsight, decision to mm. suddenly simply replicate the paper online and give everything away for free. Mm. And The Mail went on a different path and set up the the alternative media function i suppose online reshaping as the mail online mm. and has been hugely successful as as a result and i think mm. that was another decision made uh at the at the guardian which i know it's with hindsight and you know it's so easy mm. to say but um that was a very big gamble to decision. get wrong very, yeah very much so um one thing that came to me this week thinking about uh changes to the guardian Mm. the mail and indeed most other papers since the year 2000 um Mm. was that period when newspapers and i I think again the daily mail surely led the field with this was the astonishing free giveaways of cds Mm. dvds with the newspapers i wonder uh, you know how much of a lost leader that was i really don't know almost every day it seemed free Mm. cds and dvds and good stuff it it often was as well full-blown editions of classic albums uh, and my
0: copy tr- of Closer by Joy Division came from a newspaper. I think it was the Sunday Times. I, I've got several. Like you say, when I was going through all my CDs during during the first lockdown and putting them onto my computer, there were lots of, there was a Bjork one, I think, from The Observer. There were lots of really good quality things. And funny enough, a friend of mine, um, the singer-songwriter Claire Hamill, um, she wrote a song you take my breath away that was covered by eva cassidy it was put on a free cd it was either for valentine's day or mother's day and given away with the mail someone then spotted this and alerted claire to the fact that her song had been used and as a result of this song written by claire being put Mm. on um on a free cd she got a new kitchen
1: Good lord! So there's, well, a, there so there's we are. a lot that of money to be had
0: in, yeah. in in that sort of thing. So I, don't, I and I I must talk to you about it sometime. I Didn't I? Don't know quite how. I don't know. It presumably was a flat fee rather than necessarily being yeah. sales dependent. Well, but if you yes, we say ten yeah, right. grand
1: for a new kitchen and there were twenty tracks mm. on it, that's like two hundred thousand. Yep quid that they must have forked out to the well, artists yes.
0: involved. So, some some are some are longer than others. I embarrassingly bought a copy of the News of the World once because it had a free CD that was a driving CD and that was in my car for about 15 mm. years in fairness. Mostly only for uh, Only of a Lonely Heart by Yes which it turns out is an excellent track to drive to yeah. but well, yeah it's it's strange isn't it? I, I, yeah. I, I used to get free films as well I think. I
1: was I just going to, gonna to a, mention those top yes. movies and TV series because yes. I remember the mail giving away a full set of dvds of brideshead revisited the whole yes. series yes I we think got those
0: to my dad yeah, yeah i remember yeah. that
1: now yeah and one of the strangest i don't know if you remember this was the mail on sunday giving away prince's album planet earth yes, as a free cover mount I do cd remember that that
0: was That was very unexpected. Uh, I remember that
1: led to HMV record uh, stores stocking the mail on Sunday so that Prince fans could get hold of the CD. CD. Very,
0: very unreal, wasn't that? I've also got um, Buena Vista Social Club, the film. I got free with The Guardian, which is perhaps the most Guardian giveaway ever. But still, but, but also... I not which paper would have given it away. I've got an audio book of, Win, of a Winnie the Pooh read oh, by handsome. Alan Bennett oh, that I handsome. got free from a newspaper that is absolutely charming. So, so yes, I like you. I can't imagine how the economics of it worked, but I think that in some cases it probably did sell papers. I think I did. I, mm. I would have bought the Guardian or the Observer anyway. But the fact that it had Buena Vista Social Club free with it mm. in those days, you know, in those days and that kind of stuff was happening, that's the sort of thing that they would trail with the tv advert wouldn't they oh or a radio very advert. much i remember and, them and then yeah. you go oh well and, and actually I, I think they probably did they must have done market research if, yeah. as you say if it's going to cost that much money they must have worked out that why wouldn't you spend a couple of quid on a paper if you were going to get a film or or an album for free like the like the prince fans it must have worked there must have been a reason that they did that uh,
1: very much so and i think it's like you were saying about you know you buying the guardian so and i i pretty sure i mean i wouldn't have bought the mail on sunday regularly i don't think but, no, I... um i'm i'm sure we we bought it for the um brideshead revisited dvds so it worked you know but um with newspaper print editions sinking through the floor it, it, it I just think in many ways it's sad to look back on the days of truly Mm -hmm. great writers that we were talking about and columnists and law-changing campaigns, of course, both The Mail and The Guardian have been at the Mm. forefront of, and even free CDs and DVDs. I mean, all of these, have, I think, They've all gone forever, I think.
0: Mm, I, I suspect that you're probably right. I was just thinking about physical formats, unless, of course, we move into the realms of downloads. I don't know, but uh, but yeah, it's uh, it was it was good while it lasted, Terence. We had a good run.
1: <laughs> well, that actually was, um, I think, the the sort of denouement, the finish of it all, because as people moved away from CDs and DVDs mm. to online, I remember, and of course, it didn't have the same impact as having something physical uh, as a cover mount. I think, in the end, the mail and um, other papers were saying, well, you get you, you get a free code to download a movie mm. or a CD. Which, yes, you know, I'm wondering not, if but, that if
0: that would be the way that it were, but yeah, it's, yeah, it's not, not the quite... same. Impact. Impact though, no, is it? It's not quite the same. No, it's not. And, and you know, I won't find those downloads in a cardboard box in 10 years' time. <laughs> <can I? laughs>
1: well, coming up, well, don't bother writing for these newspapers because you can make a fortune with Substack. Mm. Uh, we'll see. That's next after this new track from Young Gun Silver Fox. gig i went to before the um before the lockdown was to a sean lee solo gig which was superb mm. and here he is with his uh teammate with such exquisite voice he really does andy platts and this is from mm. their latest album canyons this is the lead track young guns silver fox and kids
0: i always very much enjoy your choices of them and i mean to listen to them more often and i never do but i promise i will this time i will commit to hearing more of their stuff because i do enjoy them very much
1: well, we were just talking about the downturn in print publishing, which has mm-hmm. severely affected newspapers and magazines, especially those that uh, give away much of their content for free. Mm. But as so often, like Amazon for shopping, iTunes and Spotify for music, Kindle for books, some digital media rolls along to try and either fill or exploit a gap in the market. And, mm. Um, launched in 2017, Substack is now, in the last year, really spreading its wings. And some people might say, well, what is it? What is this Substack? It's a platform online that publishes subscription newsletters with the twist that readers can be asked to pay for the content with Substack taking a 10% cut. Mm. It's a a paywall, in other words. Yes. The absolute minimum for a newsletter subscription on Substack's platform is $5 a month or $30 a year. Now, Jules, you've learned that some journalists from a recently closed music magazine are heading to Substack. But the question is, I feel, will people be able to sustain a living through this platform?
0: Well, I mean, it, it, who? I mean, who, firstly, who knows? But I suspect, I suspect that's not a good enough answer. Given this is a podcast in a long form format, <laughs> um, yes, the former editors of Q magazine, so the erstwhile editor Ted Kessler, who was there at the end, and uh, Chris Catchpole and Noel Doherty, who were staff members with him, are launching this thing called the New Q, and Q is spelt C U E. Do you see what they've done there? That is quite neat. I must admit, um, they've launched on. Um, they launched this. Um, couple of months ago now so I'm but then having said that I've not heard of this which is not filling me with, with any kind of joy. Uh, ironically the photograph that they've illustrated this piece on The Guardian with this Laura S- uh, Snape's piece I've got most of the magazines on that photograph because in yeah. order to in order a friend of mine that is a journalist for one of the Music Monthlies uh, issued a heartfelt use it or lose it plea early on in lockdown and said basically if you don't subscribe to these things that you would buy at the train station on your way to work it will collapse. So I now subscribe to Mojo and Uncut and loud and quiet which is 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 illustrated there who had a very good subscriber package i have a loud and quiet badge and a bookmark and i get <laughs> one every two. i get it i get play and, and this is i think this the loud and quiet i think were just uh it sounds like i'm going off topic but i'm not they worked out early on they were the businesses will come out of this, were the people that were the quickest to work out that this wasn't going anywhere quickly. So loud and quiet. Should worked ask, out... I was to ask
1: you. Sorry to interrupt, mm, but it's a, a, I think, a question I don't quite understand. Are these print subscriptions? Yeah. Or on, so, I've, so
0: loud and quiet was originally a magazine that was given away for free in right. in um, not dissimilar to how the enemy is now. I used to right, pick right. it up in a, in a record shop, and they worked out. I think neatly early on that they weren't likely to be able to go back to that distribution model for long enough to be able to survive possibly ever. So what they did was they launched themselves as a subscriber thing where basically they said, if we get this many subscriptions, we will give you this package and we will be able to produce a much thicker magazine six issues a year i think it's bi-monthly right. and we give you a curated playlist once a month that no one else gets we get a 10 percent discount at a certain record shop somewhere and i got a leather bookmark which is very snazzy and uh, and a badge and things like that and they and they said look we know this has been a free magazine but if you want to survive this and actually it's a really substantial publication it, imp- it pays a lot of writers and they manage to what and also they give you you get an email every month with oh this is this playlist and this is that playlist mm-hmm. and here's a podcast, you can hear all that kind of stuff. And I think it's really – this is – I think it's really sort of – I think that was really shrewd because I think it showed that there is a way of making that work. I'm not convinced – If you want people to pay for something, they uh, we seem to be living in a bespoke age where people we've talked I think previously about people things being sort of geared around experiences rather than necessarily product. Or when we Mm. talked about those wretched non fungible tokens the other week, people want something (laughs) people want something that is if not unique to them, then certainly makes you feel a bit special. And for all that me having a bookmark and a pin badge is ridiculous, you know I did it to support them because I wanted to read good music writing. You have to be giving people something they probably can't experience anywhere else now i'm it sounds like they're doing a similar thing here playlists recommendations new interviews that sort of thing but i don't know are people going to want to subscribe to that online when they can get it for free from other websites Mm -hmm. where they can they can read it on things like the quietest where they can read you know rolling stone website where they can read the pro. And, and i i wonder if it's going q is going to run into the same problems as it did when it was q which is by the end time it it, had, it didn't have a gap in the market. It was trying to do everything. And I think Q suffered from this for years. And I, that's not to blame the people that, who were picking up the pieces mm. at the end, because they very much were picking up the pieces at the end. But it seemed like it, it went from, you know, covering all sorts of different music to gradually all of those markets got hived off. So Mojo and Uncut are dealing with the heritage acts. You've got things like Loud and Quiet covering new music. Um you've got websites like The Quieter, Stranding in Sound, Pitchfork, places like that. And it seemed like it wasn't there wasn't enough for it to grip onto and I'm not mm. sure if they can't work out who they're pitching to and I don't not sure they have worked out who they're pitching to because if I subscribe to three monthly music magazines and I've not heard of it Who are they? You know, where is that market? Because that market is me. And I've not I don't know what it is. I haven't heard of it. The first I heard of this is when you sent me a link two and a half months after an article in The Guardian. I I don't I worry for them because I I just think they're going to fall through a load of stores again. I'm not saying it isn't a, a, a thing that could work. I just, I, you know, you've got to try and find a way of making it work by getting to your audience. And if it hasn't, I'm not, I'm not saying it's all about me. But as someone that's that is willing to pay subscriptions to music magazines, I'm not sure if I, if I'm going to subscribe to something, I either want a lot of content, like the Athletic, which I subscribe to and is excellent. I get new articles every day on that, and it's really, really good, and it has a news dimension. Or I want, I want something in the post. I, I'm not, I'm not entirely convinced that I would subscribe subscribe to Loud and Quiet and its free playlists and its bookmarks. Yeah, I wouldn't have subscribed to the free playlist and newsletter if I didn't have the magazine and the other Mm. stuff to go with it.
1: Yeah, I, I think people... Uh, writers would be writers should be very wary before giving it all up to become Mm -hmm. a wealthy inhabitant of Substack I mean yes yes some people will make a a living from it at least initially but I always have doubts about subscription models for newsletters podcasts anything like it that relies firstly on a small number maybe even one or two contributors this um Q mm. thing has got three people. You know, what do you do if someone is ill, goes on holiday, mm. doesn't feel like it, people fall out? Do you refund all the money taken in as subscription? Secondly, you may start off well, get maybe a thousand, maybe two thousand monthly subscribers. Now, you individually or as a small team you have to keep providing yes. new and ever better content to keep them with you especially if they're monthly subscribers what if you don't and the numbers drop you've got no sickness benefit mm. no redundancy package no backup Absolutely. and you've got a mortgage to pay you know? i mean i think it's just similar to patreon cameo this um only fans thing and mm. other platforms possibly built on sand tread warily i think because You don't want to find yourself chasing fool's gold.
0: No, and I do. I do worry. I mean, I think things like this have to be very well targeted in order to in order to find a find a niche. There aren't a lot of niches and crevices to be found on the Internet. I think they can they can still be got to. But you have to be very clear about about who you are, particularly as there's lots of stuff competing within Substack, isn't there? It's because, it's, it's not like you're exactly. only going to be the only gang on Substack. You, if everyone's, it is a bit like the gold prospect is if there's gold yeah. in another hill, all the prospectors are going to go there, aren't they? So, so you've still got to my point remains, I think that exactly the same way as, if, as magazines get squeezed. It hasn't just happened to queue in fairness. Magazines get squeezed out of the market because they can't, they haven't got to grips with the fact that nobody wants to read about everything anymore. People are, i think internet and social media has really hastened this we we live in and and lockdown as well we live in silos more than ever don't we we shouldn't but we do and i think that that if you and, and i'm not again i'm not you know i i, I do wish success to the the people that found mm-hmm. themselves out of work that are trying their best to, to cool. make something else work it sounds like i'm being critical of them i don't mean to i'm just concerned if you couldn't find a way of of appealing to a niche in in hard copy are you going to find a way of doing that in soft copy? Because I don't think the world of Substack and the internet is any less niche than the world of magazines. In fact, it's probably more so, isn't it?
1: Uh, I I think you're absolutely right. Mm. And it does, um, as as I say, have this feeling about being... um
0: built on sand. Well, in particular, I'm just so, I'm just so sort of slightly mortified that I haven't heard of it because oh, yeah. it was, it, was it, yeah. it would be my sort of thing, you know, yeah. but, but you feel like something hasn't reached me. Well, you've really got to reach 50 others target. of them. Well, you've got well, exactly, but you've got to try and do your targeting better people. Yeah. If If, if I'm subscribing to, actually if you look at that picture i'm subscribing to almost every other magazine in that <laughs> photograph and i haven't heard mm. of the new queue yeah,
1: indeed. thanks very much for your attendance with mm. us this week thank and, you we've marked uh,
0: you off the register you're marked as safe thank you for coming along
1: you're taking a break from your radio show at the moment
0: i am yes from the hurly burly of yacht rock yes I'm, I'm having a few weeks off to uh not do very much, I think. And then I will be back in June. So so if you don't hear us mention it for a couple of weeks, I haven't gone gone. Um, If you want to catch up in the meantime with the archive, you can do that at mixlr.com forward slash hyphen harris or just search for my name on mixer.com. And then there's a little button on my channel that says showreel underneath the graphic. If you press that, it's like I've never been gone.
1: Oh, lovely. Now, it's one of your favourite genres to play <laughs> us out, uh, Jules.
0: Well, you say genres. I'm not sure instrumentals are a genre. They're cross genre, but they are a genre. In that, if you if you class things that annoy Terence as a genre, then yes, it is. And the thing is, Terence, they're so woven into me that it I must know. seem like I know I used to. I mean, I have to admit, I used to do it deliberately. I don't yeah. even do it deliberately anymore. I just I just don't I just don't notice that things are instrumental. And then uh, when when you grumble when you respond to it, oh yes, that must be an instrumental. Terence isn't usually this vexed so um so my apologies to sir t my friend emma and those of you that do not like instrumentals but i do like this a lot and this reminds me of another weirdly isolated time when i was in my university house in the lead up to my finals and um all of my housemates had gone home for Easter, and I had to stay on for a bit longer because my family had got ill with a vomiting virus. And um so, what yeah, What sorry, a jolly but,
1: memory to.
0: I was going to say pre- what I was going to say. Ah. I'm I'm sorry to have offended your sensibilities, Terence. What I was going to say was, in order to cheer myself up, I uh, went into I got a bus into town and I did various things, and I popped into into Norwich Library at the Forum, and they, whoever it was that there must have been a board postgraduate that worked there, used to buy in the most incredible cds that you could bo- you could borrow for like a pound at a time and that's how i discovered lots of music i love now like stereo lab and i saw this album that had a, a very nice sort of bucolic scene on the cover and i was rather attracted to it and it was by a band called tortoise and i remember looking at it and the, i think it was the bloke in charge of the cd section and said oh do you like stereo lab and i went yeah and he went oh you're like this and it's that kind of post-rock sort of um slightly strange world and i i played this song in my empty house and it, it reminded me it reminds me of that time of you know feeling that, that the whole university campus was shut up there was nothing going on and it, having lived through this weird time of lockdown and lots of us being a bit isolated it, it, it really does I found myself listening to this album a lot at the moment because it brings back that time also the real kicker was i went home on good friday and then did unfortunately catch the virus when i was at home so i was home for ill for all the time i was at home and then was delivered back so that was the put it this way I always felt so ill I did not eat my easter egg and trust me Terrence that is very very ill that's very ill but anyway this reminds me of not necessarily being ill and not eating an easter egg but I find this 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 album and this track a comfort in very strange times so uh, this is Tortoise and this is It's All Around You